Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film lovers just like you. Every Monday, I chat about recently watched movies with my close friend and artist, Danny Haas. So join the Patreon for some poop talk. And our spiritual advisor and movie insider, Per Lexus. Hey, honey, grab the kids. We're going to take them to we're going to take them to the blender. We got Michael. Come on, everybody. Our featured discussion later in this episode for Haunt Vember is the final Michael Myers movie ever. Halloween ends streaming on Peacock. Did David Gordon Green stick the landing with Laurie Strode or did he drop a horror steamer right on the floor in front of us? Let's find out together. Halloween ends. End heads. I think that's what their the fans are calling them. Really? End heads. Yeah. Nothing. Where did you read this? If you're this was discussing film Twitter account, I think it's really good. If you're an end head and you're listening right now and you want to skip to the big discussion, I know you're amped up. You're sitting in front of Peacock Plus and you're mm. amped up to to continue the journey. End heads, use the chapters in the podcast app to skip ahead. <laughs> Stop saying that. Except for it. Spotify. Spotify doesn't support chapters. Maybe maybe in a few years they will. Uh, I do want to spotlight some reviews that oh. came in. I love oh. spotlighting reviews. Spotlight on the yes. pressure on. The burner. The back burner. Everyone's sweating at home right now. <laughs> Who's he about to say? <laughs> Which name? Uh, Ian, former oh producer of this show now host of the Synonauts podcast on a extended hiatus right now. I think they're prepping to do Sex in the City again. Uh, quote from his review, I'm a bit shocked at how they dropped the ball so badly on this one. Yikes. Yeah, he's going hmm. hard. That's it? That's all he said? Uh, he gave it one and a half stars. Oh my God. Yeah. Strong opinion. Uh, McCready's big hat. Left to review. Okay. The only decent 10 seconds of this is when you get to see The Thing playing on TV. Oh, my God. Mm. Thing spoilers in this movie, too. <laughs> Big time yeah. thing spoilers. Lord have mercy. And Matthew also posted a link. There's a change.org. Sign the petition to reshoot Halloween Ends, the entire movie, to make it what? good. Yeah. Who's shooting this movie? Who's reshooting this movie? <laughs> who's, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's up for this? The average rating on Letterboxd is a 2.3 right now for Halloween oh, ends. So no. we're just setting the stage to, to close out this journey. The last Halloween movie ever. We'll get to it later. Do you remember our double feature? Oh my God. Of course what I do. What a time. Of course I do. Halloween, Halloween kills. I listened back to it. We were having a great time. We were having a great time. Great time. I think that was, was that a bonus episode? Like we dropped that on yeah, Halloween or there something? there was an in, the bonus intro for that. Oh my God. Mm. Rare bonus intro. A lot intro. of poop talk. Really? Yeah, we talked a lot about, I mean, I said a lot about pooping, but. <laughs> oh oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking about. <laughs> and they killed the, the characters podcaster get, on, the, on, the, the, on the turlet. She said she had to go number two. 
Yeah, she got murdered while going number two. I Nightmare. Said Michael, Michael is used to it because everyone shits themselves before he kills them. <laughs> Toity kill. <laughs> Toity kill. <laughs> Hashtag Toity kill to the end heads. So join the Patreon for some poop talk. <laughs> Uncut. Toity kills. Logs. Uh, that's just a taste. Of what you'll be experiencing later in the show when we discuss Halloween ends, the end of the journey, the last one ever. David Gordon Green, the master of horror himself. <laughs> retired. You can't say that. <laughs> he's now doing, retired. You know, he's doing the Exorcist trilogy after this. He's doing three Exorcist movies. There's no way he's doing that he's after He's rebooting this. it no. into a trilogy. <laughs> that, That's he's not. Look at what he did with Halloween. You do not, do you not want him in charge of the Exorcist reboot? That's a, that's a very good question. You do the math. End heads, speak up now. <laughs> X heads will be coming out oh, next. Uh, we have to do some congratulations in or, uh, in, are in order. Some what? congratulations are in order first oh. before we move on. Okay. A host of this show, Protolexis, just crossed 1,000 letterboxed followers. What Thank an honor. You. I mean, well-earned, Proto. 1,000. Well-earned. What are the numbers? Slim pro- producer, play that that applause track behind all <laughs> Actually, this. Actually, yeah, let me see if I can get the applause track uh, real quick. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <Heat up. laughs> so long. It's so, so long. long. How did we let him go that 16 long? 16 seconds. He doesn't take a breath. <laughs> I can hold my breath for 30 seconds, okay? Oh my that God. was easy. Houdini over here. Uh, have you noticed any changes in, in your letterbox usage now that you, you've become, quote unquote, big time? I've noticed. Uh, you know what? I feel the love. You know mm-hmm. what? I, it's obvious. You know, I post a review. There's people reading my reviews. They're, they're leaving likes. Uh, and it's, it's great. It's great to have a ton of people to interact with on letterbox you know mm. you put the time in you put the work in i was looking at my numbers i've watched more movies in the past three years maybe than the, my the rest of my whole life that's saying something <laughs> it feels that way um yeah so thank you letterbox for making that possible mm. i remember when we first started using it like was we, our group of friends were in a slack and we would start to goof around on Letterbox because I was using it, and then slowly but surely, more people started using it. And then we started doing the podcast. And I think even you, Prado, like even the first like six months of the podcast, you're like, I think I've watched more movies, mm-hmm. yes, in the last six months than I've ever in my life. I remember when you came, you came down Mount Letterbox holding the tablets, <laughs> the tablets, and you converted every single uh-huh. one of us. You got us on there, <laughs> and and the, now we're here. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great, can I just pat myself on the back real quick? I had a great tweet a couple weeks ago. Is it this week about Andor? Anyone else see that tweet? Is it a spoiler? I'm not caught up. (laughs) No, it was something along the lines of Tony Gilroy coming down Mount Sinai as Deborah Cho and John Favreau were worshiping a golden (laughs) god of the Disney dome of some (laughs) sort. I might self-retweet that one later. That one's a good one. Maybe every week for Andor. Uh, Danny, did you watch anything this week? I know you were on a big trip to Disneyland. You had some kind of huge VIP trip. I did. Seeing the sights. Um, wait, are you asking about the trip or the what I watched? Both. 
Maybe you can the weave trip was some amazing. kind of beautiful story. Slim, for us. I got to tell you one thing that I visited that I I honestly wish you were there with me. You too, Proto. But Slim, Slim as well. Thank you. Um, we got to go on the back lot of Universal and walking around, and they let us out in this courtyard that has been there almost the entire time of Universal's existence, and it's where they filmed Frankenstein's City and Dracula, and Wolfman, and uh, and the Invisible Man. So all this classic Universal Monsters area has used this same city courtyard in all of their films. And we got to walk walk around it and be in it. And it was just like, this is like Mm. film history. Like to be standing in the midst of where these, where Bela Lugosi walked, you know? How long is that stuff going to be there for? Forever. Forever. They're just going to yeah. maintain it's, it's, it. As it's best in they can. like little Italy or little Europe, whatever the section of their uh, their lots or their sets where it looks like you're outside in a different country. Mm-hmm. It's where they rent out to studios to film in. So, like on the back side of this is where they film parts of Pirates of the Caribbean. And on the other side of it was the TV show The Good Place. And so it's all still used. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. But we were standing on like sacred ground. Did you like these... grab any of the dirt? <laughs> Did you grab put any of the dirt and put it in your, yeah, in your yeah, shorts? Yeah. yeah. You no, know, my shorts. Yeah, right in my underwear. <laughs> Did it have like cobblestone streets there? Yeah, cobblestone okay. streets. Incredible. I took some photos. I'll Casey's send them to you. I've been wanting to chat. like, yeah, yeah. Casey's dropping in chat. That was like the good place set. So like behind that is is where they filmed the monster movies and the cities. And like, so it was great to be in the history of universal. I mean, the lot's been there for over a hundred years. It's 200 acres, like 400 acres or something ridiculous to be going around in. And so there's still, it was still, it was like a working set. So we're there while they're still filming quantum leap right now. And they're filming all this stuff going on. And we drove past the, the, the Western part of this sets where they filmed recently, um, well, once it's upon a time of Hollywood is was filmed there and stuff like that. So oh, it was just God. incredible to be able to go through there. Damn, uh, what a trip. had a great time. What a trip. Bucket list moment when I got to see the Bates Motel and the Bates house on the hill from mm-hmm. and then Hitchcock's office was out there. So it was amazing. Amazing trip. Wow. You feel inspired? On the way on the way back, I was inspired by Proto Lexus to watch oh. <laughs> House of Gucci. House of Gooch. Um, I gave it. I gave it two stars, and don't let that stop you from watching this incredible film. Thank you. It is Ridley Scott's worst movie he's ever <laughs> created. Like it is a terribly made movie. But if I I was laughing my ass off every time Jared Leto was on the screen, it is an inspired performance. What he was doing, it was. Yes. Something, yeah, Casey shaking the seats, laughing so hard at some points. It was incredible when he was on screen. Uh, Gaga and Adam look amazing throughout this film. It was a fun watch. It is a bad movie, though. Like, it's Mm. just very poorly made. Uh, So that's the one movie I got in this week. It didn't actually make me excited for um, Adam Driver and Michael man's Ferrari movie that's coming mm, out. He's playing Enzo yeah, Ferrari. Yeah. Like the, the way Adam looked in this film, just, he looked incredible. Mm-hmm. I heard whispers that you had a DNF this week. That you oh, started yeah. a movie and you shut it off and you were, you were almost like, do I even, should I say what it was? Because it could, it could be bad. Reveal it. So, uh, before House of Gooch, I wanted something light. 
and um, a musical popped up on the plane. Mm-hmm. And I got 15 minutes into um, Mamma Mia <laughs> before I was incredibly embarrassed that I was watching this film. It was um, terrible. Half of our, I, I half couldn't, of our patrons just shut off the pod. I, I couldn't watch this movie. I was crawling out of my skin. It was, it was just... I hope we never have to do it for it's this probably, I think you can put that on the airplane. This is the airplane's fault. You I try. That's, that's a different environment. You, you don't want it on that you environment. Bl- okay, so it's Delta's, it's the Delta yes, aircraft problem. Okay. Yes, totally. All right, then I'll go back again sometime, but I couldn't, I could not get through this movie, mm. but I could get through Ridley Scott's House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Uh, we should say hello to some new patrons that joined this week. Rob and Calvin and Al all joined our Patreon, get access to uncut episodes. They can listen live uh, as we record in the Discord. Discounts on Danny's pr- beautiful prints and unlock exclusive supporter-only episodes. Uh, we also have an interns tier where we do watch-alongs. We record watch-alongs. We've done a few in the past. We could be very close to another watch along coming very soon. Oh God. Um, and also Proto produces, he goes into his lab, he pushes over V'ger who has been offline for a few months and he produces these audio dispatches just for interns. About 30 minutes long. You're on a psychedelic journey in those episodes, Proto. Thank you. Yeah. We're about to go on another journey. It's, it's dropping soon. Some may <laughs> say uh, before Halloween, Really? Oh, God. Some are saying, oh, my God. Holy cow. It's going to be very close. It's my producer saying, he says, I need to get it out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Is that when you walk by a mirror and you you see yourself? Uh, What did you watch, bro? Anything you want to spotlight this week? One movie I want to spotlight. I bought a Criterion disc a couple weeks ago. Um, Repulsion. This movie is from uh, 1965. At the time when I bought it, I had a really good reason for why I needed to buy this disc. <laughs> that is lost to the sands of time. I can't remember why <laughs> I needed to have this movie and why I have it in the physical form, but um, I do now. I watched it. Uh, I loved it. I gave it five stars. Um, he has a, a trilogy. I didn't realize there was a trilogy because I've seen Rosemary's Baby and that and this repulsion is considered the first in a trilogy. Rosemary's Baby is number two, and then there's another movie he did called The Tenant. So it's it's called the Apartment Trilogy of Movies. Mm. Um, and I would say if you like Rosemary's Baby, you're gonna like this as well. Um, oh, really? Like, yeah. If you like Polanski and just the kind of movie he shoots, I just thought this movie was incredible. The story that he tells it tells it's a, about a young woman who um, is uh, she lives with her sister, but her sister. Um, goes on holiday for about 10 days and she's left alone in the apartment and um, she suffers from psychosis and she begins to have like hallucinations. It is pretty, uh, pretty wild movie. Um, I might have to, I was thinking maybe slim, maybe I put this in my, in my mailbox and get it over to your house. Maybe we start like a new new journey. People are saying they want a journey. Why don't we do a disc journey? Maybe I don't know. I can't think of a director. That jumps to the top of my journey list. Uh-huh. Than Roman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> oh my God, Roman! Not a journey, please. Of, not a Roman journey, uh, a repulsion journey. I am. Well, that's a word to describe it. That that's is the certainly same a word. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Cut this all out. <laughs> I will say. That it's very rare to see Proto drop a five banger. And you do yeah, allude true. to the Polanski history. Uh, we won't delve too much into the details. You could do a Wikipedia search yourself. But I mean, one of your lines in the reviews watching this in light of Polanski's history makes it all the more horrific, which, you know, is an interesting sentence in and of itself in a review that does make me interested. But I can hmm. understand why certain people might not want to even bother yeah. watching. Which, which it sucks because he has quite a history of filmmaking, but he does have that dark cloud over his head. Yeah, in this movie, it does it does deal with sexual assault, and if that is something that is sensitive for you, I would not recommend this movie mm -hmm. um, because it is pretty intense. Hmm. What what if we change gears? Just a reminder to end heads: we're so close to finally closing the chapter, but I opened a new chapter this week. You reopened a chapter, the oh. Hellraiser saga. Oh. I listened to an audio commentary for the first Hellraiser, and it was amazing. Um, I think we need to go back to audio commentaries. I think we have to go back. It was Clive. You think so? It was Ashley and another fellow uh, talking about the filming. And Ashley had this like amazing memory of filming this movie. I couldn't believe some of the stuff she was rattling off. She was naming days of the week. She's like, oh yeah, we, oh filmed, we filmed this on a Sunday. It was like really sunny. I'm like, what? I can't remember what happened last month, let alone <laughs> 20 years ago. Because at the time of the recording, it was the audio commentary that came with the DVD release in 2000. So at that point, it was like 20-ish years. Wow, um, wow, wow. And now, you know, it's almost, f it's 40 some years. So it was cool to hear them talk about how they had to redub Frank because executives thought the movie was too British. Like that's why oh, really? he, he was, had a different voice. Let me see if I can pull up my review because I dropped some other nuggets in there. The Jesus Wept line came up. Oh. How Larry was like, I think Larry positioned several quotes that he would have loved to have said at the end of the movie. And that was one of them. Uh, like biblical quotes. And I wondered like, does he say Jesus wept because he feels like he's better than Jesus because Jesus wept while he was on the cross and he's meanwhile licking his lips in pleasure? Is that why? You oh, think he I see what that? you're saying. Yeah, because he's kind of strung up. Right? Yeah. That's a good point. Mm, thank you. <laughs> How many times can we talk about the Jesus wept line on this show? <laughs> Uh, so full disclosure, there's, this is just for folks that don't have the time or the, the, the ability to get the discs with the audio commentary. There's a podcast feed out there just for educational purposes. It's not mine. I don't own it. I'm not going to drop a link to it just because I don't want to get taken down, but they have audio commentaries of films just in the feed. So you can fire them up, listen to them, maybe while you have it streaming somewhere or maybe not even watching it. It's super fun. So that's what I did. But then I went into the sequel of Hellraiser, Hellraiser 2, and Hellbound. I loved it. I gave it four and a half stars. My I was God. shocked. Jesus. It's wept. more gross and disturbing than the first one. I almost wish that we How? would do a Hellbound episode. How? <laughs> 
I don't know how to describe it, but it, I, I had one of the most ludicrous lines ever. There was a scene with the Cenobites that was giving me major Return of the Jedi vibes. Stop. I need you to <laughs> delete that line from Letterboxd. There's no way. <laughs> I'm just saying, give love a chance. Watch Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Uh, it's amazing. Four and a half stars. Lord have mercy. Pardo, will you watch? Can I get a guarantee that you'll watch Hellbound <laughs> Hellraiser 2? <laughs> If those Return of the Jedi vibes have anything to do with Jabba the Hutt and Princess Leia, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's see. Do we have anything else? Uh, we do have to give away a free year Letterbox Pro. Disclaimer, I'm a Letterbox employee. Mm. Um, so we changed it up the last few weeks. If you tag your review on Letterbox 70mm pod for movies that you... Watch for the show. Watch alongside of us. Uh, and movies, not film. Left to Hellraiser review. Two stars. Thoroughly did not enjoy. <laughs> Sacrifice story for spectacle. So that was oh. for Hellraiser. So congratulations, movies, not film. You just want a year of Letterboxd Pro. That was a review for Hellraiser and not Halloween Ends? <laughs> no, but it could have been. Maybe it could have been, according to the reviews that are coming in. So let's get into it. The final part of the trilogy, the big one, Halloween Ends. You know, we did the first two, did a double feature episode. It was a big hit, and now we end things. Proto, what's this movie about? It's been... It's been... (laughs) (laughs) It's been... (laughs) Four years. (laughs) It's been four years since the events of Halloween... Uh, 2018, in which Michael Myers escaped prison transport, went on a rampage in Haddonfield, nearly killed Laurie Strode, and successfully murdered her daughter, Karen. Three Halloweens have passed, and Michael Myers has taken some time off, setting up a quiet home for himself beneath the highway in a sewer pipe. But what does the shape do with his time? Unfortunately, we don't get to find out, but instead we get to spend time with Corey, uh, who um, who is involved in a child's death on Halloween 2019. Michael was on PTO. And this <laughs> changed the course of Corey's entire life. Everyone in Haddonfield is psychotic, so he manages to get tortured everywhere he goes until he finds a way into Michael's vacation home and wants to be like him. Then Michael realizes he doesn't have any PTO left gets back in the game on Halloween 2022 and people die. Corey puts in the work. Halloween eventually, graciously, finally ends. I think at the time we had done the double feature episode there was whispers that it was going to be COVID related, the filming of this movie. Do you remember that rumor? Yeah. Like, oh, it's going to involve COVID. But mm-hmm. I don't think anything, did I miss anything COVID in this movie? Maybe that plan's changed. Didn't cross my mind one bit. Um, Danny, how were you, what were your feelings going into the final piece of the puzzle here? Uh, were I was you excited, excited to watch this. Yeah, I really was excited because. 
After also listening back to us talk on our double feature app and how much I enjoyed both those films, I was really looking forward to the third installment. I I was hoping um, Dave was going to stick the landing. Jay says Michael was self-isolating for years. <laughs> <laughs> Proto, were you excited at all to sit down and watch this in 4K on Peacock? I was. You know, I remember last year, I sat down and I watched Halloween Kills, same place, Peacock, um, on my couch at home, and I gave it four stars. So I gave 2018 three stars, then we're at four stars. I'm just on a upward, I'm going up. Mm -hmm, I keep going mm -hmm. up. If these, you know, this pattern continues, we're hitting five stars. So I was, <laughs> I was excited. Yeah. Mm. A dear friend of our community, Throwbridge, close friend of yours. I usually yes. try to gauge your movie reviews ahead of time to see what Throwbridge reviews. So like Throwbridge Ooh. day of recording, he'll drop a review. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's very close to Proto because you're very close. Wow. You're very aligned. Uh, yeah. Throwbridge gave two stars to Halloween ends. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how about you? I... Because you left a very ominous review. I, I did. I did. I mentioned how I teared up mm -hmm. while watching the 13th Halloween movie. Um, I thought that sent, shock, sent shockwaves down our Discord. I saw the trailer a few times against my will um, just because I saw a movie in a theater and it was like a short thing and it showed, I mean, it, this will lead into, I'll start, I'll lead into my first point, but the trailer just shows their fight pretty much that happens at the end of the movie and that's the majority of the trailer. Like Laurie gets a cool line or whatever and then it ends, which I guess really, what else are you going to do to promote a Halloween movie? Just show the mm -hmm. two of them fighting. Um, so my first point you know, in this section for all new listeners, we'll each host has three things that they jot down and we'll go round table until we give our letterbox rating. What a bizarre and daring way to end the series. Like it's the third movie. The first two movies are two nights. There's a lot of Michael. Laurie goes missing in the second one pretty much. But the third one, uh, Danny's your review alluded to this. Like Michael doesn't show up for 40 minutes or whatever but it follows someone else for the most part, this other babysitter who has this awful thing happen to them on one night. And then they go into like this downward spiral that she never really did. Maybe question mark, but I thought it was like a really big swing and I appreciate it a lot because what else are you going to do in a third movie? I guess just have them fight for 90 minutes. Like yes. I appreciated their, the balls of them to write this and just go for it for better or worse. What did you think, Danny? But it was a swing and a mess, a complete <laughs> mess. Like I'm not even sure the ball was thrown and they were swinging at something. It was, it was, I could not stand this Corey storyline. Mm. Um, it didn't, <clears throat> it didn't make any sense to me why we were ending Halloween on this. This is something that I feel like should have been started in the first Halloween of this trilogy. It feels like a story that should have been um, a part of a bigger, a bigger storyline than just this ending storyline. It felt way too rushed, um, especially his relationship with Lori's granddaughter. Mm. <clears throat> I felt like that rushed itself really quick too. 
And I just, I don't know. I, when I want, what I wanted from ends, I didn't get. And that was enough Michael to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when you get 40 minutes into this and you have this babysitter story of him, you know, slowly becoming Michael, I just wasn't vibing with it. My first note was that, oh, this babysitter's going to get it. Like, Michael's going to kill this kid. Yeah. That was my first thought. Yeah. I was like, here we go. This is going to, this is a right? good start, right? And Slim, you said, you know, it's the third movie. What else are they going to do? Uh, this is the 13th Halloween movie. <laughs> what have they done in all the other Halloween movies? Was anyone expecting anything other than Michael Myers killing people? Like, did right. anyone buy a ticket or sit down on their couch, turn on Peacock and watch this movie and think that anything else was going to happen? And that those people, would you be dissatisfied with that? <laughs> I, I don't know if this is the franchise that you have to be ambitious and take a risk with. <laughs> I think most people that have seen this movie agree with you. Like we talked about the letterbox score is so low and I couldn't like before I had even watched it, I, the day it came out or like the embargo lifted, it was like really bad. And I was like, what is going on? How, how can this movie be bad? Mm. It's like the final part. So I'll play devil's advocate. Please, I, be someone so. I loved that they took this angle. I loved that they changed it up. Like, Again, this is, it, I'm agreeing with Proto. They have 12 other <laughs> Halloweens where Michael slashes people to death and he's got supernatural powers. He's like a part of some kind of satanic cult. And they're awful. Like, let's, tr let's just F it. Let's do something different. Um, so I, I appreciated it a lot. Um, so our friends at Bat and Spider, they also did a, a supporter only episode of this. So Dale, producer, Emeritus, dropped a four-star review for this movie. He he liked it. Um, so by all means, check out their episode if you're interested in that. But I really liked how this babysitter got effed up. Like the, the entire town, they're all effed up. Everyone Every one of them. needs yeah. to be in therapy. And <laughs> there's no therapy to be had for anyone in this town. It's almost like the granddaughter and Corey's therapy was just like being messed up together, you know, and doing and, and attempting mm -hmm. to burn down the town. Like I would have loved for them to get some psychiatric help. But I, I appreciated that like the, the Corey character is almost like a mirror of Laurie at a certain point. Like he can't take the heat anymore. He like gives up. He's like, I'm just going to give in. And we see what happens when there's like a version of her that doesn't have this kind of strength or support system that she had. She, she just had herself and that was enough. But for him, he was getting bullied. He's like, F it, I'm just going to give in. So I don't know. It's, it seems like that didn't work for like anyone else that watched this no, movie. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. I don't mind them going down this road and trying something like this. I just... I'm on the other side where, yeah, I just don't think it really worked for me. This, like, I don't find this Corey character compelling or believable. And it doesn't necessarily have to be believable as long as, I feel like if it, it was, as long as it was, it was more of a Michael Myers movie. Like if, if it was more of him doing those things than him, almost like this, I get like origin story for this guy, for mm. the, for the first two thirds of this movie. Um, and then, I mean, not to mention that, which is kind of blew my mind is that 
not in a good way, that they would spend the whole movie with this kid and then they mm-hmm. kill him at the end. Yeah, I was kind of bummed that he got killed, which is, I mean, it was pretty depressing. Like after all that, because for the half part of the movie, you're like, oh, he's turning things around. Yeah. You know, with the Strodes. Here we go. Mm-hmm. They're helping him out. And then he starts murdering people. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, like you had a chance. Um, and maybe that was the point. I don't know. But the, yeah, the, the Michael aspect, I was, I had this thought when I was listening to Bat and Spider's episode of Michael being like weak in like the four years, like what, what happened exactly? So I kind of had the thinking that like, maybe they're, they don't really say anything about what powers him really. You're just kind of like left to think about maybe it's the trauma or whatever. Maybe it's the evil inside people, but she, she turns her life around as opposed to just living in violence. Remember she becomes like a, a hunter. She like sets up her house to catch him but instead, she doesn't give in to that darkness anymore. So I wonder if there was like some kind of thing where like he lost that power from her. So he's just like, you know, decrepit in the sewers because she doesn't care anymore. Like she started over. I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't find that interesting at all. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 didn't even, I didn't even like think of that. I feel like you're like, this is me watching like an Elden Ring lore video. Like you're describing things that weren't even crossed my mind. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of because when he, he's just like in the sewers and then he gets thrown off the, he gets thrown off the bridge and he has that like darkness in him that she had. And then he Mm. sees it in him and he like, almost like they, they power each other up like a power. But when when Corey brings him that body to kill the, Mm. the ugly Heath Ledger cop, um, (laughs) he does that. Like I'm charging up. Right. Like he's like he won like, up. Ooh. Yeah, right? Like he's he's mm-hmm. killed this guy. Now he's back to formula. Yeah. It just I why aren't we getting more of the Michael lore? That's what we'd asked in the first episode when we did the 2018 Halloween. Are they going to give us why he just sits up after being shot or you know, after he gets killed? He's just what's the mystic right. the mystery around Michael? But they they kind of just skip over that. Like that that's the reason he's still alive in the sewers, like why is he still alive in the sewer? Like, yeah. give us, give us the story of Michael mm. if we're going to end it this way. You mentioned him going to the to the sewer or, or bringing, uh, having that guy trail him, uh, and that scene before that. So he's riding around with um, Lori Junior. I, I can't remember the granddaughter's <laughs> name, but, and he like takes her to our house, and and she's like, "Do you want to come in or something?" And he's like. Not tonight. Like, <laughs> I've got to go, I got to have this guy tail me so I can go kill him, have Michael Myers kill him in his sewer. I was just like, dude, what's he going went, on here? <laughs> he did go real hard dark. Um, but yeah, my, my I, I, in my viewing, I did get a little bit more of that lore where it essentially was the evil or the darkness inside people were kind of powering him. And he's almost like this metaphorical allegory for you giving in to those desires. But that was a very long number one point. So Proto, what's your number one for this movie? My number one, um, I guess it really is what you expect from a movie like this and what we got. You know, you I think you come to a Halloween movie for Michael killing people, Um that's like the through line for all of these. So the fact that five, it feels like 5% of the movie is devoted to that. 
Um, and the rest is like this new kid uh, mm-hmm. who just gets killed off at the end. And I, I, I was reading some reviews and people, you know, maybe saying like there's some kind of, you know, important metaphor, maybe that David Gordon Green wanted to, you know, get across the evil doesn't die. It just changes shape. But I don't know, like I have no interest in that with this movie. <laughs> I just couldn't get over it. This how the it was not working for me where like taking this different angle um, just felt so odd. And maybe mm. we talked enough about this, but I, that was just really like the main thing for me uh, watching this. I did think it was cool that she she literally even says that at the end of the she she says the shape like she, the, yeah. that was like the last line of the movie too. I thought that was pretty funny. A little nod. I wonder there was something on the wiki that they had initially toyed with the idea of filming and releasing all three at once, or like at least maybe the first two. And I wonder like if we had a shorter layoff where maybe they did some kind of crazy scheme where these were out, or maybe it didn't take so long for the second one to be released if they would have done something different. And I I remember Danny's comment earlier about how they should have dropped seeds in the first one. Like maybe there's a news report of this kid. Maybe it happens that night or it's something happens where they're talking about this event, even though it happened a year later. It sounds like they didn't start writing the other ones until mm-hmm. they were like filming the, the predecessor. Mm. So in a crazy roundabout way, I'm going to say that like, I wish they had filmed this like Lord of the Rings, which is an insane thing to say. Like, yeah. have like an entire cohesive thread. Right <laughs> that um, maybe that would have been pretty cool. I don't think it's unreasonable to ask that though. If you're, if you ha- like, if we say now that David Gordon Green is out to do a trilogy of The Exorcist, it's not unreasonable to ask that or to expect all three movies, since you have planned to do them that they're all of cohesive story. It's not, it's, I don't think that's unreasonable. Now, if you're saying David's doing the first one, Ryan Johnson's doing the last Jedi version of the exorcist. Like if they're breaking it up like this, then maybe, yeah, we might expect that it could be a little bit choppy, but if he's doing a trilogy, it's, I don't think it's unreasonable to say we want a cohesive story. Wait, I just had an idea. <clears throat> little thought experiment. If you could pick three directors, three different oh, directors God. to do a movie in like a horror trilogy, one of each. What three directors would you choose? Oh my God. Jesus. Think We're about it. kind of time. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think calling this a trilogy almost works against it because it's yeah. a very strange trilogy. The it first is. two might as well just be one giant movie and the third one takes place years later. So it almost kind of, you know, the trilogy aspect I feel like really hampers it. Mm-hmm. Danny, what's your number one if we haven't already number destroyed one. it? We haven't because I'm going to come back around on a part I really loved in this film. The the fight between Laurie and Michael Hell yeah. in the kitchen is what I signed up for for Hell this movie. Yeah. I, I loved every bit of it. Even when I'm like, well, Michael could have just snapped her neck right here and just ended it. What are we waiting for, Michael? But like, there's so much about this fight that felt brutal and it felt like Lori was a badass. Mm -hmm. And it also both, I think with the age of both of them, her being older, Michael being an older, there was like this, um, it felt like a real struggle, like a real struggle for both of them to actually defeat one another. Um, when she when she finally pins him down mm. and she just hammers in that last knife 
that's through his hand and she throws the, and she just gets the, um, the refrigerator on his leg. So he can't either stand up and she straddles him, slits his throat, cuts his arm. Like there was like that whole segment is, is what I wanted from this movie. And I think they delivered Lori, uh, kicking his ass Mm -hmm. and it, and I mean, both of them had a great fight, but that was such a great scene. Um, and I, I, I honestly loved it. I loved every second of that fight. I've run from you. I have chased you. I have tried to contain you. I have tried to forgive you. Maybe you were the boogeyman. No, you're just a man who's about to stop breathing. I couldn't believe when she said Jesus wept. (laughs) I know. Jesus wept. (laughs) It was just, it was a great part of this movie. It was definitely my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, the ending was, I loved the ending. Loved Mm -hmm. it. I loved their fight in that kitchen and that this is the scene that made me tear up where really? she this was where, it. where he grabs her throat at like <sighs> at the last minute and she's like saying just end it just like get it over with mm-hmm. and then Allison <sighs> appears out of nowhere she finally comes back and she like she turns his arm like the other direction oh yeah I, oh. that was just like my you know manufactured emotional movie moment where I was like <laughs> oh my god yeah she's here she's saving her this is awesome Part of what you think? <laughs> yes, we're in one star territory. Oh, now. Man. <laughs> what a what a moment these two! I mean, they yeah. are they are well into you know their elderly years, going <laughs> at it in the kitchen. Um, yeah, what can you say? What can you say? What a moment for these two! Sleep for this thing. He had tuned out. <laughs> oh God! To continue the love fest for the ending, I'll I'll go into my next point, which is the legit ending. So no. they, she cuts his throat, oh. and what's his face from Gone in sixty seconds? What's that guy's name? Um, the retired cop, Patton. Will, Will Patton. Patton. Will Patton barely holding on to life in this movie. <laughs> um, God. Oh, I also do want to say that apparently, according to Wikipedia, they Uh-oh. said that they reshot that fight scene end ending oh, really? because test audiences thought it was like too insane or too brutal or something. So this is oh. the new version. There was a there was a more brutal Appa- apparently. Um, I that back. But when they say that like he's dead, but that's not enough, and they tie him to the Yo. top of the car, the, Ford the Focus. old sheriff shows up. He's there, the one comes like, this isn't how we do things. And the guy's like, it is tonight. <laughs> and they drive the car and the Haddonfield townspeople do a yeah, procession the with them. Uh-huh. I w- my hand was fist pumping. Hey, on my honey, ca- grab the kids. We're going to take them to, we're going to take them to the blender. We got Michael. Come on, everybody. <laughs> I love, I love the townspeople just walking outside, like seeing what's going on. They're like, okay, let's, let's get in there. Hell let's take yeah. them to the meat grinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I was all about it I was all about it I loved it I I, my eyes rolled down the back of my head when they did the processional it was the dumbest thing I have ever seen but 
that <laughs> grinder at the end oh my was God. very satisfying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's it's over. There's yeah. there's there's nothing. I mean, that's what I said last week. Remember, I was like, it better end with him being blown up into pieces. And this <laughs> yeah. essentially yeah. was the same thing. Nothing better than that. <sighs> oh my God. Um part of number two. Um <laughs> Just a side note, I thought, well, you were saying something earlier. I think we got more of Laurie Strode proofreading her book than Michael <laughs> killing people in this. <laughs> How many times did we see her monitor with her cherry blossoms? No, wait. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, my number two. Imagine this family, the Strode family, st- Still celebrating Halloween as a, as a yes, like the most traumatic <laughs> event in your lifetimes. Laurie Schrode's like, I, I always make a pumpkin pie every Halloween. Like Laurie, how many times have you been attacked by Michael Myers on Halloween? This is crazy. How many people and how many townspeople have died on Halloween? Like there should be no hundreds moment where you look even go near a window and you're smiling for fear of someone walking by and seeing you grinning on the most dark day in the history of this town. Mm. She does start to, she does get yelled at. Remember she's at the supermarket with her boy toy, Will Patton, and that woman from the previous, or the sister of the woman from the previous movies, like, Somehow did you buy she's still in alive. There? Yeah. I don't know how she's still she alive. She cut a knife to the face. <laughs> Ugh. Was she a knife or is she the halogen light? <laughs> or the drone. Remember the drone? Oh my God. How about the band kids? Kill them the all. The bandies. I, I wanted Ugh. them to, they died pretty satisfyingly. Yes. I will say that. But I wanted Michael to kill him. Who Aren't are the band kids? kids the nerds historically? Or is that, right, uh, am I stereotyping? That's stereotyping. I apologize. Not anymore. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe one of the best deaths in Halloween, when that kid gets the blowtorch on his face. Holy cow. I needed to see that not blurred out. Can we get that, that full frame? That face hell. melting? Holy cow. Listen, I'm getting flack in chat about saying how band kids were nerds. Has anyone seen a photo of me in high school? Let me throw the first stone, okay? Yeah. Tweet that Thank out tomorrow. Right. Picture of you in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I think Prudebot would probably block my <laughs> high school photos. Um, uh, was that Danny's number two? Or was Danny's was turn number for number two? two? It's my turn. Um, what is the... <laughs> What is the response time for when someone calls in a suicide in this town? She called a in time. a suicide and they're like 30 minutes later. Hey, there's a suicide attempt at your mom's house. We should head there now. Yeah. I was baffled by that. I don't like, know. What Will, <laughs> what are we doing? Will, is he still a cop? I can't remember. Does he show up in uniform anymore? He's planning his trip to Japan <laughs> <laughs> or something, but I couldn't get over her calling in a fake suicide. There, and it, it, it was no it, one showing up. There was a lot less cops in this than any of my memories of the last two movies. I feel like I feel like there was cops at the wazoo and like the flashbacks of the previous movies, but there's really like one scene maybe. Also, what psycho keeps a carved pumping it pumpkin in her house? Don't those go on the outside? I've never seen one inside the house. Who does that? Proto. Never been done. Never been done. Honestly, never <laughs> seen it. I mean. I mean, how about the pumpkin intro, though? The title treatment with the pumpkin. That was cool. The pumpkins like coming that. through the pumpkins. Uh, it was gross. What did I say? Pumpkin head. But man, we're already on number three. Flying through here. Um, 
week old Michael Myers imbues his soul into a tormented young child. That was one of my notes. Uh, I love the idea that Michael is just a supernatural being infecting a town in more ways than just grief. I'm just going through some of my top threes. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Allison's character, the granddaughter. She does have a name. Um, she has the hots for Corey. Mega yeah, hots. That? When she when he gets plopped into the hospital that she's working at, and <laughs> Evan chat, she's horny AF. She is. But man, she she falls for him hard. It's not just like I don't know if she's falling for her, but she wants him. She wants every fiber of his being. And I couldn't really tell if it was like related to finally I can be with someone that's just as effed up as I am. And that mm. was like the main attraction because, I mean, I didn't see anything really between the two of them. No, it was just bad really writing. Yeah. Floated my boat per se. Yeah, it beats me. I, yeah, I didn't really get the relationship. It made no sense. He does turn, some of the scenes that I didn't like of Corey were where he just kind of like turned super evil almost, where he like stops wearing his glasses, you know, his hair is different. And he's like, let's burn this town to the ground. That's the first step in becoming evil. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your nerd goggles. Like Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire. It was. Oh yeah. my God. It totally was. 100%. And I, that, those were the scenes that I like, I tried to talk myself into. I'm like, okay, I guess she's having a crappy life too. She get, doesn't get the promotion. So let's burn the city to the ground. I don't know. I probably would have needed a little bit more to go on personally. Porto. Number three. Number three. Um, I guess we could talk more about like Corey, like so like this this character. I mean, he's really like the primary character in mm -hmm. this movie. Um, do you think there's a chance that he's not dead? That he could like this is their gateway to a sequel with no. with him? No. No. Two point three average on Letterbox. No one wants to see this kid ever yeah, again. He's done. According to there's reviews. no way. Wow. <laughs> Where do we go from here? If there's We're no done. Finding it's over. Corey, this is it. it. This is the last exactly. one. We've ended. I, I, how about him wearing that clown mask? He tried to be like Michael. That's Scarecrow. Or whatever the hell he was Get wearing. out of here. I do have to say that Michael looked awesome still. still I love the great. mask. He looks Aging fantastic. Well. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing Imagine Pilates. The smell on him. Yeah, Ugh. he stinks. I mean, he's not unzipping to go to the bathroom. He's just going. Yeah. In that onesie. It's the same I, suit they use in Dune. <laughs> <laughs> the thigh pads. Um, What's that line? Desert. He wears his suit desert style. <laughs> oh my God. Dumbest scene in that entire movie. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> Diddy, third. We've covered so much. The, the parents of Corey were horrifically written. I couldn't get over how bad this was. It was like a dad that you could tell hated his marriage, but still kind of loved his son and a mom who was overbearing. And it was just everything about Corey, his parents, everything felt just very badly put into this movie. And that was like a shining aspect of it was his, his relationship with his parents. I couldn't get over how bad that was. You could also the dad watching hard target. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Was he was listening. He was listening to our watch along. That's what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> He's a supporter for sure. Yeah, not you, anymore. You could say that his parents were part of the reason why he chose to 
go bad and embrace the dark side. You know, she that's what they wanted us to say. They got me then. They swindled they got me. You. I like I like the dad. I couldn't tell if he was the dad or the stepdad for some reason, but um there's also one moment where he was wearing like a comforter or something over his legs. <laughs> Like a giant comforter. <laughs> I made like a mental note of it. Weighted blanket. Also, I mean, even in that junkyard scene where he stands up to protect his son or like turns around and he ends up getting killed. Oh, just yeah. standing right in front of him. Cripes alive. That kid should not have had a gun in his hands. <laughs> no, no way. Well, he got it soon after, thankfully. No kid should have guns in their hands. Yeah. Um... Honorable mentions from me, the band bullies knifing a tire. I always think of horror stories when people like slash a tire that the knife ends up not going in and just slicing off your fingers. That's like a nightmare for me. I would never do that to a tire because I've heard- You gotta try it once. I've seen Reddit stories (laughs) about that. You gotta try it. I like your face. Their conversation they had in that supermarket. No. (laughs) I like your cow. (laughs) Um... Effed up people connecting with each other. That was just one aspect that I, I loved in this. Mm-hmm. The doctor and the nurse. How about that oh, doctor's God. house? Damn, they were going to yeah. get it on in that pool. They were. Holy cow. That was, like a, that was like a strange subplot as well. Like this whole, I feel like there was a lot of time spent on this doctor and this nurse. Maybe it was that like because uh, Lori Jr. was getting like pissed off. Like that's... Well, she didn't get the promotion because of her yeah, he was banging like, the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so like, why was he block. targeted? Because did they have a conversation about her work? Like not getting yeah, a promotion? Yeah, on set, remember he was like, when he's getting the stitches, the doctor is like talking oh. about Alice and he's like, she's cute, isn't she? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so these were like on her hit list, I guess, if you want to call it that. Thanks for paying attention to the movie, guys. <laughs> um, the DJ's death. We guess his tongue cut off. Holy Ugh, God. Disgusting. That was, and then it was turning on the turntable. Ugh. It was like hitting the little needle. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than the last one. Four stars, four stars. There it is. That's four it. That's just, stars. that's my, there, there that's my is. honest take on this movie. We're there. I had, it might be four and a half. If I watch Incredible it again for a third stuff. time. There's no way. Very bold. End heads. This is Slim talking. Uh, my four star rating. Mm. Hope you stick around for the pod and for future episodes. Pardo. Honorable mentions. I'll just say uh, Will Patton looks a lot like George W. Bush. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he does. right. Interesting. Put those two side by side. We might yeah, have a stunt same double. person. <laughs> um. When Corey tells Laurie Jr. that I, I killed someone, Laurie Jr. getting turned on like Padme in those scenes, hearing about him <laughs> killing somebody. You have to turn that into a side-by-side <laughs> meme and tweet that. There's, there's something there for sure. There's something. Um, yeah, so I just went on enjoyment level with these. That's really all I can go at. So I'm at one star for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> You were at three and then four stars, and then you've dropped to a one. Yeah, dud. Wow, wow. That might be the biggest disappointment in <clears throat> in modern movie history for Proto. Halloween ends. It's up there. It is. Wow, yeah. wow. I'm heartbroken. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not far from Proto. 
I was extremely disappointed with this film. I had high expectations for this story. Um, I'm at two stars. My God. I'm sorry. We did it. <sighs> David Gordon Green. Is this the end Retire. of the Master of Horror? <laughs> I need the exorcist taken from him. We need him back I mean, in the we've minors. Got another ten, we got a five to ten years of David Gordon no, Horror. Coming. Not on this podcast. Back to double A, David. <laughs> <laughs> Pineapple Express Farm sequel <laughs> coming, coming real soon. <clears throat> okay. We have some VMs or one VM, maybe a letter to get to. We have links in our website, 7mpod.com in the episode notes if you want to drop one. So let's listen to, let's hear, let's listen to this instead. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe are, like, yeah. maybe five o'clock, but not like no, no, late, no. early afternoon. Two to four. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Yeah. Who is home What's to deliver you, candy? Boys? Also, how do you even know if someone's home? You can't tell with like the light on or whatever. How do you know if someone's home if you go to. <laughs> <laughs> what time are you going out next weekend, Proto? Um, I have to look at the town. Uh, the town charter probably two o'clock <laughs> probably be out there two two o'clock getting my kids some candy coming back to the house maybe having a fire pit roasting some mallows mm. uh, the, that ride that that candy high on if some someone, mallows if someone came to my house at two o'clock on Halloween I'd be giving them a stink eye and a half mm-hmm. in the major hose. stink eye so VM comes from Phil hey 70mm pod this is Philip Marinello from Kansas City. Uh, love the show. Been a listener for quite a while here. You guys are, you guys, it quickly became uh, one of my favorite movie podcasts. You guys are Thank you. absolutely wild, but uh, mm. it's just such a blast listening to the show. I'm very excited for the Halloween end episode. Mm. I don't think I've quite recovered <laughs> from uh, Proto's trash take on the original score, but <laughs> that's probably the most joy that I've ever gotten from a terrible take. So, I went back and listened to his rendition of the theme quite a few times. It's a classic. It's awful and fantastic. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Uh, Halloween ends, man. I I had no expectations at all and was blindsided at how much I loved it. Oh, four and a half oh, stars no. for me. Oh, oh, oh. To hear what you guys have oh my God. And as far as the uh, <laughs> the Discord goes, I've seen you guys tweet at me a few times. After the seeing that you guys did the Twin Peaks episode and the Discord, uh, as well as a physical membership card. That mm. sounds pretty cool, too. you probably see me joining the Discord soon. So keep it up. Oh, Love okay. you. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to hearing your guys' take on what will definitely be the last Halloween movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, first of all, thanks, Phil, for leaving a VM. We didn't talk about the music at all. I thought the music was great. Uh, I think the Carpenters were back at it again. I loved it. Yeah, some of the electronic tracks uh, were different, and yeah, the the vibe of it was very cool. I like that moody moody score. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah we th- we've been praising that for the both the first two and this one. I yeah. think. Yeah, um, maybe I'll, stuff. I'll have dropped it in during our discussion. But when um, Corey is looking into the eyes of Michael when he's like getting strangled, they play like a really cool piece of Carpenter's music. I love that. Join us, Philip, in our Discord. 
We're waiting. Robert. No subject line. Uh-oh. You know you were we're getting a good one here. Serious. No subject line. <laughs> yeah, no time. <laughs> Dear 70mm, I decided to send a letter and congratulate you all on another amazing month. Hauntvember has been a lot of fun and the picks were super varied and exciting. Poltergeist, mm. His House, Hellraiser, and now Halloween Ends. But I must ask, as Halloween ends, does Gilmore Girls begin? <laughs> Is a 40-minute trip through Stars Hollow what we've needed all along? We've seen it all this month. Houses imploding and even Jesus himself weeping. <laughs> when will the chaos end? Is life really this dark and gory? Is it not enough to just be a couple guys watching Rory and Lorelai try to get through everyday tasks? I say we rid ourselves of these ungodly so-called movies and take some time to remember the point of this podcast. That point being, basing the direction of the podcast off the wants of a small minority of the fan base. <laughs> P.S. KK and Ian, I've seen what you've done for others. Please help a guy out. <laughs> <laughs> Robert calling his shot for Gilmore wow, Girls God. for the Gilheads pilot coming at season. Us. You know, talking about the Gilmore Girls, that that was kind of like me, uh, my journey down into hell uh, <laughs> growing up because my sisters would watch that in the base, and I just have memories like I couldn't be in the room when Gilmore Girls was on. Really? That was that was me being tortured by Cenobites for years <laughs> until. I escaped. <laughs> when that intro came on, it was teeth chattering in Proto's ears. <laughs> did they not let you watch with them or did you bit repulsed and have to leave the room? Repulsion. Oh, repulsion. We'll have to put it on the list though. Gilmore Girls, write that down. Let's do uh, it. Gilmore Girls the on the list alongside, is Buffy on the list or has that been kicked off the list? You think? I don't know. I don't know at this point. Mm. Stay tuned. All right. We have to wrap up Haunt Vember. We have to up. wrap it up. Put it but away. There's one more. There's one more, Slim. There's one more. We called an audible <sighs> because there's a movie that Danny has never seen. And we thought. Calling me out. Shit. Calling your ass out. This is bad. <laughs> that I felt, we all felt that we this felt would that be a great lines. wrap up for October. Fun. We needed a cleansing, really. Mm -hmm. We needed a cleansing from Hellraiser, from the goop suits, oh. the genitals on the spinning towers. <laughs> Halloween ends, we needed a cleansing. Mm -hmm. The one star, the two star, you heard it. So we will be venturing into the Tim Burton universe. Winona Ryder, Michael Keaton, Beetlejuice. Is officially Beetlejuice happening on the show. I'm super excited. This is one of Amanda's favorite movies. 1988. Can we get her on the pod? No, we cannot do that. BM? Jeez. <laughs> but it, it is streaming on HBO Max. Can you record her but without her knowing? <laughs> Start a, hey, honey. What's your favorite scene from Beetlejuice? <laughs> Not sure if that's legal in Pennsylvania, but. That's legal in Florida. Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Jeffrey Jones, Catherine O'Hara, Winona, Michael. My God. Wow. What a cast. Wow. When was the last time uh, 
Ricardo, you watched Beetlejuice before this month? Uh, never. This is the oh! first time viewing for me. Too. Oh. <laughs> oh, what? I can't do it. Oh my god! Not to be fair, I've seen scenes. Okay. Yeah, it's, and it's I grew hard to up miss. on the cartoon. Okay. So I have I know I know Beetlejuice, but I haven't sat down and hit play from the beginning to end. It's not it was never for me. I'm just gonna throw it out there. There's a 4K version of this. If you have the ability, if you have the TCL Series Five budget TV that we have, mm-hmm. fire up that bad boy. Is this Michael mm-hmm. Keaton's uh, first returning since we did the Batman? Oh, oh my that's God. a good point. Could be mm. very good point. Might wow. pull some clips from that episode. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Jay in chat says it's a phenomenal that. transfer. Get the disc. Okay. Oh. Listening. All right. The hairline is very different in this movie. Grugrux Dave points mm. out. Mm. Is this is this the is this the turn he needs to get back in Proto's good graces after the Batman film? Can he do this? <laughs> is this All redemption? Right. Redemption song. Haunt Vember wrapping up with Beetlejuice 1988 streaming on HBO Max. Get the 4K disc if you can, if you're able. Um, Proto, any final closing thoughts this week? Halloween is finished. Rest in peace, Michael Myers. You had a good run. Um, it's 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 hard when you see a franchise die, you know? <laughs> when a, a studio just chooses, hey, we've got this amazing IP people grew up with, they've loved it forever, but uh, you know, we don't want to make money with it anymore. So <laughs> let's just let's just end it. It's uh it's a sad day, but in some ways, yeah, it is better bittersweet to see to see it go so rest in peace Halloween Uh, thank you John Carpenter Mm. we'll see everybody next week Beetlejuice Millimeter is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and V'ger, the robot who loves movies, provided by Pertalexis. Producer at large, Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin and music composed by Cinematric. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends, access to our exclusive episodes in the 70mm vault, discounts on merch, uncut episodes, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Mm-hmm.